Hey, welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sano with Josh Newberg. And as promised on our last podcast, we have a special guest for this one. It's 24-7 Sports National Analyst Extraordinaire, Charles Power. Charles, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's the big show, man. Let's let's do this. Joshua, are you excited to do this? We're, we're talking a little bit of, well, a lot of quarterback today. And that's what everyone likes to hear is, is about quarterbacks. And FSU has been doing well about it. So, Josh, I'll let you uh, I'll let you set the table here for our quarterback discussion today. Yeah, man, it's always great to have on Charles Power, one of my good friends within the network, and um, just think he does a great job at covering recruiting, and especially uh, he's my kind of QB guru, my go-to guy, and we had him on the podcast on Knowles 24-7 Pod back, I think it was in the summer, and or maybe it was in the fall, and one of the names that he dropped was Chubba Purdy um, at the time, Brendan, we didn't he, really know he, who he was. We we didn't know who he was, and and one of our listeners remembered it like from, yeah, it was back in the summertime, man. So, so one listener remembered that, that Charles mentioned Chubba Purdy's name back when FSU started recruiting him, you know, under coach Norvell. It's funny. Like one person recalled yeah, that. Yeah, We were kind of looking for some uh, under the radar names and, and Chuck, you dropped Chubba Purdy. So what was it like when you saw that recruitment come full circle? Were you surprised to see Mike Norvell move on him? Or did you think that this made a lot of sense? It's funny I couldn't even remember that I said that I was thinking like right before we got on uh, to do this podcast, I was like, I think I might have said, cause I think he was maybe like one of the top, like uncommitted quarterbacks yeah. at the time. Um, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I would say I was probably more, maybe more impressed and surprised that he was able to come in that quickly and kind of have, um, you know, basically two quarterbacks kind of, kind of teed up, um, you know, like within, within a couple of weeks of, of, of getting hired, like, or I guess like, a, I guess a week of getting hired for mm-hmm. that, um, that early signing period. That's, um, you know, it's always, it's always tough for, for coaches to come in and kind of have those relationships ready to go, especially a quarterback where most of these guys are locked in for months. Um, on in kind of going into that and for him to, for him to flip, uh, Purdy that fast and then, and then to land Tate Rodemaker to talk, you know, two pretty talented quarterbacks coming in in the same class, which is definitely needed for Florida state. Like that was really one of the more probably impressive. I don't know if you call it scramble jobs, but it often is a scramble job when, when you get a job, like especially when you get hired that fast. So that was, that no, was definitely pretty, had a sense um, of that's urgency pretty impressive. when, yeah. they, when yeah. they hit the ground running. Yeah. And in, in, in the plan too, like you could probably tell, like he knew who he was going to go after, like right when he got hired. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty impressive. Well, today we have you on because there was big news this morning, six foot two, 190 pound pro style quarterback out of Starkville, Mississippi, Luke Altmeyer committed to Florida state. Um, Charles, have you had a chance to see Altmeyer in person or watch his film? Yeah, I haven't seen him in person yet, but I, I did watch his video. Um, obviously, I mean, it's, he's a, a prolific passer. Uh, playing at Starkville High School, you know, it, it's kind of funny. The Two of the top teams in the state of Mississippi are, are Starkville and Oxford, and they actually played in the state championship this year, um, I believe, or state championship or, or semifinals. Um, but they're, you know, two of the top programs, and, uh, you know, he throws the ball around at, at, at Starkville. And, and kind of what I thought, like, when I was watching him, I was like, man, he kind of looks like has like a lot of similarities to like Brady White, who who uh, 
was was you know the, the quarterback at for for Norvell at, at Memphis for a while. It's like the last three years, last right. two, three, three years, he recruited him to Arizona State. A lot of similarities, kind of just you know with like like the stature, how the ball comes out of their hands, um, skill set. He, he definitely um, you know it kind of impresses you with. Um, he, he's very mechanically sound. The, the, the ball comes out kind of pretty, pretty easily. There's not like a whole lot of variance with, you know, the, the way it spins and, and stuff like that. And then he's, he's accurate and can kind of just distribute the ball. I think that's one thing that he does in his high school offense that w- is a good fit for, for what Norvell likes to do is he kind of likes his quarterbacks to, um, you know, kind of just be, be a, a, a football, you know, distribute the football and, and kind of get it out to the skill players pretty quick. And that's one thing Altmaier I thought was pretty good. He can do, he can do the RPOs. He can throw with touch in, in the red zone um, and stuff like that. And it, it isn't really like one that's going to give you a ton, um, you know, in, in the run game, maybe a little different than some past quarterbacks FSU's recruited. Um, he's more of a pure, a pure kind of pr- spread pro style passer uh, and, and, you know, kind of, did that pretty at a pretty high level this year as a, um, you know, as a junior. Well, you got a lot of great things to say about him, And based off of that, I'm sure there's fans listening right now saying, well, then why the hell do you have him ranked the 23rd pro style quarterback in the country and 628th yeah. overall? They want a fourth star, man. What do we now, gotta do to get a fourth yeah. star? Let me, and let me clarify the, uh, the composite has him ranked higher. They have him at the 18th pro style and 390 national. So just kind right. of explain his ranking, what's gone into it and you know where it's going to go. Yeah. So most of those early, most of those early rankings are kind of, especially when they're, when they're done in like sophomore, sophomore year prior to, to like our junior update, which is going to be within the next month. A, a lot of those are just kind of early ones. And we, we, we tend to err on, um, you know, kind of on the conservative side with, with those. Um, Cause one thing you can kind of get in trouble with, hanging high rankings on players really too, too early before, um, you know, I guess their, their, their junior year, we, we prefer to kind of build the rankings up than like kind of take them down, um, when, when possible. Like, I think this time last year, most quarterbacks who, uh, ended up being like a four star type, even like a five stars in CJ Stroud's case, they were, they were almost like all three stars at this point. Okay. Like, so I know just, can't. just to, just to tell FSU, you, you're basically saying this is just kind of preliminary and you're expecting yeah. him to tra- trend upward. I would, I would say so. So I actually started to work on the quarterbacks, um, for our 2021 release mm-hmm. in the last like couple days. Um, and I, I would say without making any promises, like he should have an upward trajectory just kind of based off of right. the kind of early work I've done on that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say like for anybody that's tracking stars right now with, with 2021, I would say at the very minimum, wait until the update later this month where we kind of, it's, it's one of the bigger overhauls that we have just in the course of a recruiting cycle. Cool. So at six two one ninety, we got him as a pro style quarterback. What are some of the things that he does well? Yeah, I would say I would say he he's very technically sound. There, there's not you don't see a whole lot of um, like his his throwing motion looks the same regardless of of, of the kind of passes he's making. There's not a whole lot of straining. Um, he can throw on the run. He shows like pretty good for for a guy who doesn't like he didn't. I think he only ran for like sixty six yards this year. So mm-hmm. for for with, with guys like that, because um, rushing yards can kind of be indicative of 
just general mobility and it kind of in fact you can factor in like sacks and stuff like that so for for guys with, with those kind of numbers rushing i specifically look at like how do they move in the pocket how are their feet and he looks looks fine there um you know i think he, he's got a quick trigger like and that's a good fit for for norvell's offense because he likes to get the ball out quick um and just kind of distribute it to the to the receivers and, and backs and um, that definitely seems to be the case with Altmaier. Like it, he, there's not a whole lot of hesitation or flinch. Um, he seems like he has good timing with his receivers and, and just, you know, kind of overall, like I, I'd say it's, it's hard for me to judge the arm, especially without seeing it in person. But I, I would say at, at the minimum, it looks, it looks pretty good. Um, so, so he seems like he's pretty well-rounded, especially like as a, as a pocket passer, you can kind of, you know, he can escape a little bit we need it also. So, um, in an accurate, I think he completed like about 67% of his passes. So, um, you know, it seems like he's just kind of a, you know, accurate, on, accurate on point plays well within their, um, you know, plays well within their, their offense. And it seems mm-hmm. like he has a, a good, a good rapport with their receivers. What is it about him or what do you need to see from him to really take that next jump into being talked about as one of the elite quarterbacks in this class? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the, 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 the two main evaluation points really moving forward, um, are, are just going to be seeing him in person. So we'll probably, I'm assuming we'll probably see him on the camp circuit this, this spring, just kind of checking that box. Um, you know, kind of seeing, just getting a good gauge for, for the arm and, and how he kind of Chris played. Yeah, play I'll and, let Chris and, know that you're going to check that box. He'll be happy. Uh, don't, don't get, don't tempt Chris with a good time. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, just kind of seeing how he, you know, plays in like a kind of a unforgiving atmosphere in a, in a camp setting. And then, um, and then the senior year, senior year is probably the most predictive, uh, part with a quarterback just in general. Um, cause that's just kind of the last, uh, the last part, you know, of their high school career, really big sample size, favor, usually a favorable situation. So those are probably the two main ones. And then like all-star game, if, if the guys make all-star game, but there's only probably maybe six or so quarterbacks that or maybe no, probably 10 that, that make all-star games. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the, those are kind of the main, main evaluation points, but it'll start for him, um, you know, kind of this spring on the camp circuit, assuming he'll be doing that. Good. And Charles, get a little bit more into the, some of the evaluation points. Uh, I was looking at the stats of what Altmaier has in his career so far, 63 passing touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Uh, the yeah. two other quarterbacks, uh, Chubba Purdy, 69 TD, 17 interceptions, Tate Rotomaker, 74 TDs, 20 interceptions. Uh, it seems like at least a, a trend is developing there with what Norvell values and that's production and then taking care of the football. And I'm wondering uh, how that can translate if it does translate often to, to the college level. Yeah, it, it, it heavily translates and, and it, it translates to to college and like the, the, the quarterbacks who usually are best in college. And then that's kind of over the years, you know, transferred over the NFL draft. A lot of times I think you're you're seeing the NFL is really kind of airing to like towards drafting the best college quarterbacks, not necessarily like the like toolsiest there. You still have a little bit of that, but. Um, it, it's really kind of become a deal where they draft the, the, the most efficient passers in, in college typically get picked high. Um, and, and that's like a correlation, like kind of, I've gone back and looked at, um, kind of Heisman winners, NFL draft guys like that. And that's one kind of common through line is they're all very productive at the high school level, specifically, um, kind of 
like I, I group in rushing and, and passing together for my purposes. And it's just like total yards per game, total touchdowns per game. And then, um, you know, also like interceptions per game and kind of one of the, just, I guess I've kind of found like, like kind of a, a good, like a, a marker for like a really, really great senior year is if you can average over four touchdowns a game and under like half interception. So basically almost like an eight to one, quarter uh, touchdown interception ratio is, is really good. Um, and like, I, I have the stats up here. I, I kind of have like a spreadsheet for all of the, uh, all of the, the 2020 quarterbacks. And I'm, I'm working on one for 2021 now, but like, for instance, like, like, like Chubba Purdy, I think had maybe the, th- out of all, like I did like probably 50 quarterbacks. I think he had the fifth most touchdowns per game with like 4.7. He's, he's a little higher on the, on the interception end, but like in terms of his just overall output and kind of the the um, the kind of the burden of the offense that he held, I mean, he ran for almost 1,100 yards and 19 mm-hmm. touchdowns too. In addition to throwing like 33 touchdowns, so um, that's something that I think transfers really well to to the college level. Like if you can um, carry your high school offense to that degree, that that bodes pretty well. Um, so that's one thing that kind of stuck sticks out with him. And I know like we track the state of Georgia closely during the season two and, and Tate Rodemaker, I think was probably for the first half of the year w- was leading the state of Georgia in passing. Um, so that's, that was kind of really kind of what caught my attention. Like I, I saw him on, on the camp circuit and thought he threw the ball. Well, looked good there. And then um, he came out and had a really strong start and just kind of a, a good, a very good overall senior season. But like the start in particular was, was really impressive and kind of caught our eye as one that we thought was probably, um, a little underrated and under recruited, especially um, when he was committed to, to USF. Uh, uh, yeah. I'd love to talk about, and Josh, you can interrupt me if I start rambling here and gushing about stats and, and nerdy stuff, but with, with Rotomaker specifically, I want to talk about both guys, Charles, but with Rotomaker, there's such a big discrepancy in what the national composite has him. I think he's a 25th quarterback pro style quarterback. And and then we have him as a 12th style, yeah, 12th pro style, which is you know pretty big discrepancy i guess what about his game and and the senior season specifically made you guys so impressed with him to, to put him up in the you know the top 15 at his position yeah so um we we liked him i mean i i liked him in person i thought he i thought he looks good just i mean without really that's one thing kind of going to these camps like when you go to these camps early like i mean we, we like to know everybody ahead of time but you know, sometimes we, we, we don't. And I was just kind of sitting there. I was like, wow, this guy's kid's throwing the ball pretty good and saw his name, took note. And I think he had a couple offers at the time. Um, but he was going to like a lot of those elite 11s and I think he caught a couple other, um, of our guys eyes also. And, uh, so kind of made note of that, kept it, um, kind of stashed away. And then, and then, yeah, like I was just looking for, um, just kind of overall, overall production, kind of when we were doing the quarterback, audit i guess early earlier in in the fall um we try to usually go through each position at least like a week kind of throughout the season um to just kind of make sure our position rankings are in order and really kind of down through the the three stars see if there's anybody that we need to bump up to four star stuff like that um and you know kind of watch it watch this video and they valdosta plays like really tough competition like that's like one of the best 
kind of regions for um, for football. Really, I mean, I would argue maybe in the country um, that I think they're in the same region as like Colquitt County. Um, they play Lowndes, who is like a, a top ten team nationally this year for for most of the season. Um, so it's really really tough competition, and he was playing well in, in some, some huge games. So I, that kind of caught my eye and then just kind of digging on him a little more. Um, I, I think he has, um, kind of, uh, a frame and an upside with his, like, I, I think he's going to get stronger and, and that's like, he's kind of a little wiry right now, which is, which that isn't a bad thing, I, I th- but I think it kind of points to like, maybe like a, a little higher ceiling, um, and just kind of, a progression once he, you know, starts lifting and, and, and puts on some mass and, then, and he ended up getting invited to the all American bowl. So we saw him all week out there too. And I think for, for a guy who, you know, kind of came in at the 11th hour and was in out there with five, I think all of the other five quarterbacks all ended up in the top 100 for us. It was a really strong quarterback group. Like he didn't look out of place at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, you know, I was, I, I was overall like pretty impressed with, with everything we saw. Like I thought, I thought what we saw from him in person kind of validated our ranking of him too. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that was kind of, I guess how it went down with just, I guess the arc of his, his evaluation. That's interesting. And, and then with Chuba, he was, I guess Chuba Purdy was more on the radar for, for everyone, you know, throughout this senior season, given what he had done, uh, for a couple of years mm-hmm. out in Arizona, we have him at 262 nationally. His composite is 191. Uh, not a huge discrepancy though in the dual threat ranking. Uh, we have him tenth. The composite has him at seven. So, so a guy that that we like. I guess what about his game uh, stands out to you? And it seems different than both Rotomaker and, and Altmaier too. Like, seems like he's a little bit more uh, mobile. I guess at, at first glance of him. I'm curious to get your thoughts on his game yeah. though. Yeah, so I, I've I've actually never seen Chuba in person. We never we never really saw him at camps, and um, I, he's one that I would have liked to see in a in a All American game. It just it just didn't work out. But um, yeah, we, we were like it, that's one thing that kind of sucks with comparing like our ranks with the composite because we were I think we had him as a four star maybe before he even had an offer. Um, I, obviously like he was kind of on my radar because of his brother Brock Purdy. Um, and I saw where, you know, it was Brock Purdy definitely flew under the radar and got a bunch of offers kind of as a, as a late, um, signing period guy. I think he, he had offers from like Alabama and several other like national powers and, and chose to go to Iowa state cause he just liked that situation. And obviously he's one of the you know best quarterbacks in the big 12 already. Um, so, so like and saw that Chuba was was really productive in his first year as a starter, and then watched his video and it, it, it looked really good. Um, but but we I I don't we some people from our team might have seen him at a seven on seven. I don't, but I know I never saw him in person. But just like yeah, I mean his his raw production is is among the best in the class, um, and he's he's got a strong arm. Uh, he, I I don't I can't really say I have a great grasp on like his throwing motion just based off of video. Um, it's definitely probably a little like funkier than like Rodemakers. Um, I, I, I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say funky as well as yeah. what was going through my mind is it, it's unorthodox. I agree. Totally. He's, he, he's got, he's definitely got a little funk to it. No doubt. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's strong arm. Uh, and I think you have to love the way he moves and he comes off as just being like in, in the context of a game being very competitive. And that's one thing too, is like, um, I, I think it's it can be hard, like kind of playing psychologist on, you know, how tough is how tough is a guy, how competitive is, is, is a quarterback. 
But that's one thing I like when, when you have a quarterback who does as much for their high school offense that he does. I mean, he carried the ball 150 times um, in, in like last year and w- was really productive in a, a pretty a pretty good level of football. Um, I, I think that points to just kind of at least like physical toughness um, to, to kind of carry to carry that load. So and he, he threw the ball a good bit, but he still was throwing for almost 10 yards of completion or 10 yards in attempt. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to like with him and I think he's probably a little further along physically than, than Rodemaker. Uh, I, I think he's a little more stout. He, he's bigger. He's a good bit bigger than his brother, especially taller. And he's kind of got a big frame and has already thought out a little bit. So, um, I think from a physical standpoint, he's probably going to come in a little more progressed than, than Rodemaker. Um, at least as, as like freshmen kind of when they, when they get in and kind of get in the program. So. You had mentioned a little earlier on Charles about the, the piece of the puzzle, the big piece of the puzzle that that senior uh, year production is. And uh, I know speaking with Kenny Dellingham uh, back at signing day, when this is after FSU landed both Purdy and Rotomaker and he was asked about the quarterbacks, he mentioned senior year production and, and senior year film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm sure is music to your ears. Now when you're, I guess yeah. one, why, why is that so important? And evaluating quarterbacks and two, is that something that you look at for every position or is it specifically applied to, uh, with its magnitude to, to quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I look at it for most positions for sure, but with, with quarterbacks, it really kind of, it definitely takes more of a precedent. I think from my experience, quarterbacks and maybe quarterbacks first, and then probably running backs all kind of like given the the high sample size of, of touching the ball, like that's um, tends to be, have a better predictive rate with, with those two positions, maybe than like a receiver where you don't really control if you get the ball or not. Like you can be a really talented receiver and have 500 yards as a senior. That's not really definitely less of a big deal. Um, so I see quarterbacks definitely is the most important because you're, you think about it, uh, you're probably in the most favorable position you, you uh, are going to be in really maybe in your entire football career. You're playing with players for the most part that, that you're very familiar with in a system you've been in for several years. Uh, you're 17, 18 years old playing against people that are your age or, or less. Uh, and then you're throwing the ball hundreds of times. It's, 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 it's a really good sample. And it's also the, the most recent uh, like data point going into your going into your college um, career rather than how you were as a sophomore or whatever. Um, so you, you definitely like to see uh, quarterbacks at least kind of uh, kind of stay on that track and, and continue to get better heading into their college, uh, you know, the, their college career. Cause I, th- I think you, you tend to bet on like, you want to bet on if you're evaluating prospects, you want to bet on like upward trajectory. If you have a, if you have a, a player who's getting better and better year over year, that's probably a good sign. Um, in, in like, like I said, like for, for me, like when, when I'm doing quarterbacks, I, I have a spreadsheet with a kind of like some advanced stats and, and go through and just try to, it, it really kind of paints a good picture on, on at least like how they're playing, how efficiently they're playing. And then you just cross reference that with everything you've seen, you know, in person, uh, whether it's camp seven on sevens, going to games, all-star games. Um, and really now too, with like technology, I can watch like, I, like there was like a, a rankings of Bay, like a message board one time. And they were saying like, Oh, like y'all are just like watching highlights. And I was like, no, like I, I probably have watched like actual games of most of these 
2020, at least the ones that are highly rated 2020 quarterbacks. That's just a kind of an, uh, an advantage of technology now. Like, I mean, all, all of the California games are on TV. Uh, they televise a lot, like a lot of games on ESPN. There's like apps where you can watch like all of the Texas high school games. So, um, between like from this 2020 class, I've seen like live games of, I don't know, probably like 75% of the, like the four star and high three star quarterbacks. So, um, it's just kind of a, a puzzle that we're piecing together on kind of all of those fronts. But, um, if you go back and look at the quarterbacks who are best in college football and end up being picked high in the NFL, like they're almost to a man, very, very productive in terms of the raw numbers and they don't turn the ball over with interceptions. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, it. It tends to be a really good sign. I think that's one thing we've kind of tried to improve on is just like our overall process for doing these evaluations. Awesome, Charles. Awesome. Uh, we we always appreciate you coming on. If you guys are interested in following Charles and and read more of his work, you can follow him at Charles Power on Twitter. Um, Charles, before I let you go though, I need you to do me a favor. Rank these names in terms of potential on the college level. Chubba Purdy, Tate Rodemaker, and Luke Altmeyer. Ooh. Um, all right. I'll probably go right now. I would probably say Purdy, Altmeyer, and Rodemaker. But that could certainly change because we'll see a lot more of Rodemaker moving forward. But just going off the junior years, that's, that's probably where um, uh, Altmeyer junior is probably where I would have him. All right. Well, Charles, we appreciate you. Um, have a great day, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks for Thanks, having dude. me. See ya. Charles Power, everyone. You like that, Brandon? I did. We talked about stats and film, and it was heavenly. It was a dream come true, Josh. All right. Uh, do, do we want to wrap things up? That's it, right? We're done? That's it. All right, Let's guys. Get out of here. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Brendan Sinone. That's Josh Newberg. Thanks for Charles for coming on. This was fun. Anytime, since you are, you are, you are, you are, you are.